0: Hey, good evening, everybody. Um, This is Sevgi Fernandez with Together We Stand, and we have an incredible show for you today. Um, After our last Mixed Race Perspective podcast, we had great, great feedback and lots of listeners, and so we decided that we would make this a regular thing. So we are going to be with you every first Sunday of the month at 6 Mm p.m., Pacific, and 9 Eastern. So we are going to have our same panel, or much of the same panel that we had last time on with us today, and I'm going to bring everybody in right now so we can uh, say hello. Um, everybody coming in? Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can hear yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Hi. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we've got. Um. I hear Lakia and Jared and who else do we have on so far? Rose. Rose. Janina. Hi, Rose. Janina, are you here? Hey. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for bearing with me and my technical problems. Um. But I'm really excited to have you guys back and um. To sort of delve into one of the lovely topics that i think we've all uh sort of had to deal with in the past which is sort of the issue of how black you are etc so um just to give the listeners a little bit of an update on what we're going to be discussing um there was a An article in the Huffington Post back in June of this year, and uh, it was called "What Makes a Person, quote unquote, Truly Black: uh, The Complicated Intersection of Genetics and Race." And it talks about uh, a story that was posted in Ebony.com about the magazine's senior editor, Jamila Lemieux. and the results from her 23andMe DNA test. A lighthearted piece was what it was supposed to be on a black woman's desire to find her roots. The test revealed that she was 53% white and 47% black. And she joked about it um, on Twitter, and unfortunately she was uh, sadly... given quite a lot of shit because of it, and um, just to put it bluntly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty bad. I mean, it sounds like she really went through a lot of hell, and a lot of people wanting to minimize her blackness, and we're talking about a woman who was raised by two black parents, um, and um, I, when I was reading this, I was thinking, God, it's just, it must have been a pretty big shakeup because I know for me and I I think for some of you on the line, maybe all of you, you know, we've grown up pretty used to people knowing that we're mixed and, you know, used to that sort of not necessarily fitting into one category. But it sounds like she uh, grew up, you know, really as a black woman and to find this out and then to, to have people who had embraced her shun her. Um was pretty must have been pretty uh, difficult to say the least. So I'm wondering what all of your thoughts are on um on the article and I'm gonna throw it out there and let someone jump in. Uh, I think she should sure never got hell
1: for it. She is what she is. She can't change that.
0: Right, right. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. And it's sort of that, it's it's an interesting thing because for the longest time we heard, you know, of the one-drop rule. If you've got a drop of black in you, you're black, right? And now it, it seemed to be that on the other side of the coin, if you've got any white in you or you have too much white in you, you know, you're not going to be uh, accepted from the black folks. And so it's, it's a, it's an interesting shift in the paradigm for sure. You know,
2: I, I found it interesting that, um, because I, I remember this happening and I did see some of the, uh, the tweet storm. And, uh, I, I found it interesting that some of the individuals and, uh, and, and the groups that they're attached to, um, we're going off of this information, which is primarily grounded in science. I don't know how accurate the DNA test was. You know, there's, there's, that's even controversial to a certain degree. But okay. uh, some of the people who are going off of this information don't even believe in science. <laughs> so <Right>. um, <laughs> it, it just, just caught nervous. me on guard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. What are your thoughts, Janina? I know you were going to have your husband read it. Uh, What did you all come to? Um, Well,
3: you know, I, I shared the article with him. I told him that I was interested in, you know, what his thoughts were as a black man who has had people question him and whether or not he was all black. But, you know, when you tell someone that, they don't um, they don't deny it, right, but we as mixed people, if we say that we're black as opposed to mixed, they want to you get another question after that, so mm-hmm. um, his response really was it was interesting to me because yeah. he talked about. Um, things that were in the way that I saw more cultural things this is what makes people black and I said so you're talking about behavior you know and he referenced me he said I, He said there, there are things that you and I do very differently because you were raised with a white woman in a white neighborhood however I do want to put out there it wasn't an affluent white neighborhood and we know that's a whole different ball game but um sure. You know, however, things are different, but I don't think that that makes anyone any less anything. At the end of the day, even if I decide, which I'm not saying that I do, that I identify with my white side of the family more and maybe even consider myself white, which I don't, but for argument's sake, if I did, there's always going to be somebody there to tell me that I'm not white and that I'm black. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to more because when we start talking about cultural things, then you're putting people in a box and you're expecting them to behave a certain way, and when they don't behave that way, then you might question their blackness, but I've said it before. I think that says a lot more about the person making accusations than about the truth of the situation.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember last time we were talking, Jared, that you – Um, I I believe said that at times, you know, you got uh, given a hard time because of the way that you spoke. I still do. You know, I think, yeah, yeah. and I think that that in and of itself pisses me off because, um, especially when, you know, black folk do it, because it's like, um, what are you inferring? That, like, if you sound intelligent, Um, you're not sounding black. Like, I don't know that people think that one all the way through before they throw it out there on you, you know? It's that highly irritating.
2: (laughs) I think that that gets more into, like, internalized oppression than anything else. Um, Totally. uh, Or at least um, reinforcing internalized oppression uh, amongst uh, a young group of people, you their parents, Know, the parents having the reinforcers at home teachers um I, I know like it's coming up in a couple of weeks but like i um there was an incident in the middle school where the principal uh wanted to like expel me from middle school like was just very very triggered about a question that i asked during uh the black history month assembly which was just uh, at the time i was just like mm, why do we have a black national anthem? That was the question, right? And then next thing you know, she's pulling me in the office. She's pulling my mom in the office. My mom is white, telling my mom that she doesn't know how to raise a real black man.
4: Mm-hmm. And and
2: you know, my mom is a very strong woman, and was able to stand up to the uh, to the principal and basically told her where she could put certain things. But it's it's just um, all, all I, had, I was coming at it from a, a a sense of curiosity, uh, not necessarily, like, a challenge. But I, I also find that, like, in a lot of this discourse, there isn't room for questioning. There's a room for challenge. And, um, and people who are saying you're not black enough are going off a very rigid set of criteria um, that they, don't even, they haven't f- fully explored themselves, let alone... Uh, you as like or like myself, like as a as a mixed person. Um, so if their set of criteria says that black is this and uh, whether that's cultural, whether that's linguistic, whether that's you know, the, the your shade, uh whether that's your eye color, whatever, your hair texture, like if that's what they right. define as that, you know, um then that's 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 what they're gonna go out in the world with, right? Um, the other part, like as far as me, that's um, how much of that do I want to actually take with a grain of salt? You know, just saying, listen, I this, I'm not going to be your teacher in this moment. I'm not necessarily going to teach you about what it means to have a mixed experience if your if your entire set of criteria for being black is very rigid. Again, um, you know, just move on from that person or that situation. Um, or do you want to stay and fight? You know, I mean, I've been approached right. by uh, by a nation of Islam people on the street for wearing like um, my kippah or yarmulke. A lot of people know it as like a you know Jewish head covering mm-hmm. for men and women and anyone who would like. Um, but you know, it's like I had this one short interaction where this guy was like, "Why are you wearing that that Jewish John?" I live in Philly. John is a is a verb, and it's a noun, proper noun, whatever. Um, uh, and I just said, well, uh, for the same reason you're selling those bean pies, and and then you know, it's like it's it's part of uh, it's part of my, part of, one of my culture, it's part of one of my like the groups I that I identify with, it's part of my religion, you know, so. He didn't know what to do
3: with that, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think
5: a huge problem that
3: that every uh, lots of people face, and they don't even realize it's a problem for them, is that they are mixing up cultural identity with racial identity, and they're so right. different. And, right. But people just assume that, you know, their culture makes up their race. But there's very, so many, very I mean, the black culture where I live is probably maybe, you know, nothing like the black culture of New Orleans or, you know, out where you are on the West Coast. Absolutely. And that's where where it gets muddy.
0: Sure. And I think also, you know, we come from, you know, so many different parts of, you know, Africa. Like, there's just so many parts. I mean, like, the culture of the Cape Verdeans, which is where I'm from, you know, is, you know, vastly different than, you know, the family of my son who is from Malawi. I mean, there's just, there's huge, and, and that, those bits and pieces come in to our families as they've you know, gone through the generations, and and also, depending upon where you are uh, geographically in the United States, I mean, it's vastly different, so I think that's a, an excellent point, and I um, think that we get sort of stuck on this because of, there's just such a lack of knowledge um, that's just rampant across this country, it's just, there's, there's such a lack of, of what... Race is what culture is, what um, you know, where we come from. they we have a whole generation now that's sort of coming up clueless as to who came before them, and it's 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 pretty pretty sad. Would you? I um, wanted to just um, I think I think bring in, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, it's fine.
5: <laughs> oh, sorry, um, I just I just wanted to say, um, really quick, like, um, they like with what you said um for the question um what makes someone truly black i've been thinking and i think that um that's kind of something that um you know like you you choose basically um but i feel like in the case of the story that um the huffington post story since she was raised by two you know two black parents then I'm sure she has more of a, you know, a strong, obviously, like, a strong black identity. So she had more of the black okay. experience, like, even before knowing she was mixed. So, um, or, mm-hmm. like, not, I mean, I guess, like, you know, uh, like the DNA test, like, saying that she's mixed. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if, like, you know, the tables had been turned and it was, like, um, a person who'd, who identified as white was, you know, raised by two white parents, essentially, then found out, you know, that she was technically like, I guess, black, you know, I wonder if, like, how, how that person would then identify, you know, so it's kind of an interesting take, but I still feel that, like, that, you know, what happened to her was terrible, and that, you know, obviously, it comes down to how you see yourself, you know, it's really, like, all about how you see you, I think,
0: versus how everyone sure. sees you. Yeah, I totally agree. I want to bring on um, Yolanda. She was not with us last time but she is um she was on uh one of our podcasts recently on uh raising black sons in the united states and she is actually kate barry and mix too so yolanda can you hear us
6: i can hello
0: hi welcome thank you that's, i'm a little so, late <laughs> that's okay that's okay um so I just I wanted to bring you in and you can and jump in whenever um you are ready and have something to say. Um yeah, absolutely. So I I was also thinking um, or wondering to myself, you know, what is really behind that uh drive to make Distinction and to be so divisive um, from some folks. I mean, I've had lots of experiences in the last year doing the work that I do with Together We Stand, and um, I've had people go out of their way at times to um, challenge my blackness and to, you know, go so far as to say that I'm completely lost. And I'm in denial of my blackness, and I mean it's just gone all over the board. And I, you know, I wonder, I wonder what it is that is spurring that on within a person. Um, Given I'm not them, I have no idea. But I, I, you know, it's, it's so frustrating to me because I have now started to go into certain situations, sort of expecting to be challenged and expecting not to be welcomed um, simply because it's, it's, it's happened a great deal. And, um, you know, I spoke last time about having, uh, we were doing a huge uh, national vigils in, in July uh, when Alton Sterling and Solando Castile were killed and, um, and having Black Lives Matter, um, Really challenge myself and my sister Paige on, you know, they wanted proof, <laughs> that we were black, um, and and it's just kind of, uh, it's it's sometimes really draining, but most of the time it really just pisses me to fuck off because it really shouldn't matter. I I really hope I push um, PG thirteen at least on our show. <laughs> I don't know what the rules are, but anyway I am just it just is really frustrating. I'm tired of the division and it, it seems to me um that we need to be coming together, right? Um, rather than creating more of a divide and um you know, there, there's a there's a chunk of you know, the black folks in this country who are you know, not at all interested in having anybody who is not pure African a part of anything that they do. And I'm wondering, what have any of you experienced that and what your thoughts are around that?
1: I,
6: I, I, this is Yolanda. I definitely have. I think right now it's all about the melanin in your skin. Because yeah. I do not have the typical look or I don't look how, I guess, people would think I would look being black. Um, sometimes it's really uncomfortable and, and, it, and, it, and it's crazy. And, and this even goes back to when I was little. Um, my mom is Mexican and Cape Verdean. And for those who don't know, Cape Verdean is, we are a uh, Creole. We are a mixture of African and Portuguese um, with some Jewish in there. It's, we're, we're mixed. and And so growing up, um, it was always, are you trying to be black? Then, when I first flat ironed my hair, it was, how did you, h- how do you make your hair look like a black girl? Um, mm-hmm. e- even now, even now, I have made a comment on a post, and someone said, "Oh yeah, Yolanda, I forgot you're black." And I'm just like, yeah. what ah. in the world? You know, yeah. I'm like, what because because of and, and, Again, I think it all has to do with my skin color. No, I don't have, um, you know, I'm not dark. I'm, you know, and yes, people stare at me and they're like, what is she? Is she white and black? Is she Mexican and black? Is she just Mexican? You know, and it, I, I really believe that it um, has to do with where you live as well. Um, because here in California, I think a lot of people are really black and white If you're black, white, you're Mexican and you're Asian. And every Asian is in in the same category. You're, it doesn't matter what, what type you are. You're all in the same category. And, um, they're not exposed to, you know, the different types of nationalities or races out there. Um, just because you are African I mean, you come from different parts. Africa is a continent. It's not the country you're from. It's not the tribe you're from. It's not, you know, there's so much history there. But right now, because there's such a uh, a thing with, like, pr- police brutality and, you know, and the Black Lives Matter movement, and it seems to be a lot about the melanin in your skin. And because I don't have as much as the next person, I'm not as black or I'm not black enough right now.
3: Um, and it's uncomfortable sometimes. The real issue that I see with that, and I totally agree with you, that's why people question it, because you don't look a certain way, your hair isn't a certain way, you don't speak a certain way, but the the bigger underlying problem is that is where do these definitions come from, and people have to be willing to check their own biases and admit where they came from, because the black people didn't make these up. The white people said this is how black people act, and this is how – They behave, and it's all been um, mostly, you know, something negative, and it is something that a lot of black people have accepted as truth. So then when they come across people who do not fit into that, then obviously, you know, you can't be black, and then they question it. But the ultimate problem is not knowing why they think the way that they do. And like Jared just said, we can't teach everybody everything. I don't, you know, I don't have um, the desire to do that. Because I just, I feel like when people question things like that, it isn't about me. It's about their ignorance.
6: You know, I think for me, that's something I have to work on. Because I'll be honest with you. The um, things that I went through as a kid, um, it has stuck with me, and so I tell I tell people sometimes I'm not comfortable in any, like I, I you know, I, sometimes I don't feel like I fit in, or I'll see pictures of me and my friends, and I'm like I'm always like the white, you know, because like, I'm so white, like my skin color is, you know, I just I have become uncomfortable in my own skin. Sometimes and, and it's it's a problem and I know that's something I have to deal with but um you know it's I've always felt like I had to prove my blackness and and it just doesn't you know and that started from elementary school. And it, it's it's kinda of stuck with me. I
1: agree with you on that too. I had the same issue growing up in school, the black girls never accepted me. I tried to join black organizations. They really didn't want me there, so I formed my own organizations. I'm kind of glad they didn't accept me, 'cause because now that I have my own organizations, I'm very, very happy and I feel at home. So right. I definitely can I definitely um, can relate to what Yolanda's saying about people accepting you, um, you know, your black side. But early on, my mom taught me, you know, that she said, you know, you're, you're a mix and you embrace it and, you know, despite what other people might think, just know who you are. So that's stuck with me. I always was um comfortable on my own skin, but other
0: people <laughs> you know, you have to go there. Are um, we have a lot of background noise. I don't know. If somebody's <laughs> in a loud spot or not. Yeah, the deal people's ignorance. Yeah. Maybe we can Try to get everybody on with their earphones, and if you've got background noise next to you, maybe you can put yourself on mute when you're not talking. All
2: right. Um, I'd like to jump in here if that's possible.
1: hmm Sure.
2: So, um, I in the work I do with mainly like anti-oppression, anti-bias work, um. There's there's a larger picture to take into account, and um, and also lots of cycles of oppression and the components of those cycles. So if we're looking at like white supremacy, um, we have to see how that plays out internally, how that plays out amongst our peers, our family members, what what things have contributed to it out in the largest a uh, larger world, whether that's children's books, etc. You know, Barbie, um, mm-hmm. and
0: <laughs>
2: and knowing that, uh, and like understanding, really getting people to understand that a lot of the, the same tools and a lot of the same language that, but as um, as someone mentioned before, uh, a lot of the language around uh, being black or a lot of the language, a lot of the language around diversity came from white academics. Not all of it. Some of it came from James Baldwin uh, and and other people of color who are um, also academics, but still academics. Um, and if we're looking at it from like an internalized oppression point of view, you know, again, you have this certain set of criteria that wasn't really made by you, wasn't made by your your grandparents, or even your great grandparents, and. Um, and when when that plays out, there are just so many uh, there are so many things that that happen, like whether that's somebody attacking you physically or emotionally or, sort um, of another way, uh, whether that's like that person going back and maybe teaching their kids, like look at that person, that person is not black, and then reinforcing it like that, or just any number of ways. But um, I, I I want to say that like. And I'm trying to undo a lot of this. A lot of, A lot of people are, are using the same tools that kind of got us into this uh, system in the first place. right Some of the same tools that were developed um, to uh, de- develop to teach us this oppression and to uh, perpetuate this throughout generations. Uh, a lot of people use the same stuff just to, to try to get us out of it, and I think we need a completely different set of tools uh, and language of our own making in order to get out of this mess. Um, but there, was a, there was a quote about, like, trying to uh, – you can't overthrow the master with the master's tools. I can't remember where it's from.
0: Oh, the amen to that one. And that's what frustrates me is we really – there's just so much division already, and if we continue to divide ourselves, we really are lessening our ability to um, make an impact on racism and discrimination across the country. So it's, it's it certainly is.
6: I I agree so with that. I, I mean, we're discriminating. Discrimin- yeah, it's divide and conquer. I mean, um we are becoming divided more and more and um you know, that's that's not good. We can't fight back
0: if we're at each other. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. I agree. Um, so how do we shift this do you think? I mean, what do you think the the answer is to this bigger picture of sort of people needing to put others in a box, be it black folks, white folks, whatever? I mean that I guess is the underlying question I keep coming to is, is you know, we all seem to be committed to categorizing folks on a really deep level. I mean, that just seems to be, you know, and I just wonder, as a society and as a world, you know, how do we, I don't know, how do we get past that? It seems an impossible task.
5: (laughs) I think that one way to get past it is to... Um, just not assume anything, you know, like, I think it's very interesting that so many people want to um, make assumptions, you know, just on how people talk and how they look, Um, you know, just, like, I mean, we get all all get the same question all the time, like, what, what are you, what are, you know, are you mixed, are you, you know, and I think, like, if we kind of just, like, you know, know that you never know, I mean, then, then, I mean, I just wonder why people really want to know, too. You know, and like, I think like if if we're all kind of just, you know, the same, really, then I don't really see why the question needs to keep coming up. But I, I know that it's that we need to talk about these things. I'm just wondering if there, if that would maybe solve some of the problem if like people really didn't, you know, want to know. Well, I think
3: that's just an natural curiosity that people want to know. You want to know, especially when someone um books differ from you. You wanna know about them. And it isn't necessarily a racial thing. I mean, you meet someone from another country or another region and, you know, it's like, what do you eat? Share it with me and and stuff like that. I don't I think there's uh there's a bonus, you know, to being different and to inquiring about that. It's all about how you do it. And we can't question someone when they tell you that they are something. If I tell you that I'm black and my mother is white and my dad is black, you don't get to question me.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. 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 I just wanted to say that um, we have callers that have been holding for a while, and I thank you for holding, and um, we're going to give you a chance to chime in here uh, before the show is over for sure. Um, so I just want to acknowledge and thank everybody for waiting. Um Yeah. So, anyways, I I'm <laughs> I'm always wondering, you know, how we can just continue these discussions outside of like this. So like I have also gotten into it with some mixed folks who have really given me a hard time because um in some of my writing pieces, I will come across as if I'm identifying as black, and they want to make sure make sure I know I am not black, I am mixed, and if I try to identify as black, then I am denying part of myself and i'm it's <laughs> I think I get even more pissed off when mixed folks do it to me because. I would assume that they know what it's like to be told what category they should be in or whatever. And it's just like, uh, I don't particularly want you to tell me how I have to identify myself. (laughs) You can fuck off with that. I'm going to identify how I feel. And, um, I just, I find it just maddening to me that I'm, uh, I've gotten questions like that. Have any of you ever had another mixed person tell you, like, you cannot identify as a black woman or a white woman or whatever it is? I mean, have, have any of you ever experienced anything no, no. like that? Or am I just lucky? <laughs> <laughs> I, think you're the only, I think you're the only one. Um, no, I, I haven't. haven't. Have you? Oh, everybody, have. That's mixed, everybody
1: that I know that's mixed race, they pretty much, understand, you know, that we're mixed race things, nothing else. So I I can't relate to what you're saying. I do know some mixed race
0: people
5: though that identify as black, which is interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Pardon me?
6: Well, for me, um, my mother, um, again, she's um, mixed. She's uh, Mexican and Cape Verdean. She looks like a Mexican woman. Um, I am her only child. Um, who is mostly Cape Verdean, and so her other children are Mexican. And so you have me, and then you have my Mexican brothers and sisters, and so sometimes, because I identify, um, or I think culturally, I don't know, I identify more with the black side than my Mexican side, and sometimes, not that I'm, I'm definitely Mexican, my mom's Mexican, my brothers and sisters are, Um, but sometimes I think I feel, I feel kind of literally the black sheep of the family like little out of sometimes I feel different and then I also will feel like you know I don't know they're different they even speak Spanish because my mom I was raised by my grandmother who is Mexican however um, my mom did not speak Spanish until she married someone from Mexico and so my brothers and sisters lived with her and they all speak Spanish like I'm talking roosters in the back, jalapenos and tortillas on the table. Like, like, I, I'm just saying, like, and I didn't know, you know, and then when she got, well, I'm just saying, that's just what it was. You know what I mean? And so I go over and I didn't really identify. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. That's not, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't, it was just different. It was different. But, you know, I love my mom and my brothers. It's just different. Like, with my brothers, sometimes I feel like I get, um, treated a little differently. Even my brothers, when they don't want me to know something, they speak in Spanish. And I'm like, that's not fair. I don't know what the heck you guys are talking about.
0: Why punch my brother in the face. <laughs> yeah, I'm hurt. like, are you guys next to me in another <laughs> language, <laughs> God damn it? <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, Are you guys kidding me?
6: Right now, you know, or or even when my mom divorced him, she had a boyfriend I remember, and I didn't go over very often, but when I did, they would look at me like who is this chick because I talk a certain way and I don't fit into their category. So they're looking like, I know she looks like her, but she definitely doesn't seem, you know, um, the same. So I've never really had someone tell me I needed to identify, um, or, or say, you know, like I'm Mexican and you're not just black or, or, um, but I I've, I've felt like maybe I'm doing something wrong sometimes because I don't, um, identify as much with, um, my Mexican side. Even, I mean, I love it. I'm Mexican, but I am Cape Verdean. My father is and my mother is. I am Cape Verdean and we are from Africa and that is who I am. Um, but sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to do something else.
0: Yeah, I just found it really interesting. I mean, I guess for, I I mean, I I can see it on the side that, you know, when I was having this back and forth with these specific individuals regarding, you know, their disapproval that I was identifying as a black woman, um, you know, basically saying that I I should not, I should identify as mixed race, mixed race, I am not a black woman, and, you know, I suppose I can understand on some level because for so long we had to be other you know, there was no, oh, yeah. and there wasn't, there wasn't a community for mixed race folks and it was sort of, we're um, out there kind of pulling on the edges trying to figure out where the hell we belonged and now, you know, and I'm grateful for it and I'm so pleased that my kids have it, you know, a community where there's just, you know, so many people like them um, and, and I do identify as a mixed race person but i suppose sometimes in my writing and in in certain situations i'll i'll be speaking from uh, the experience of a person of color as a black person of color rather than um, a mixed race person i don't know it was but i just I, I found it it pissed me off just simply because i feel like you know mixed race people have been in a situation where they've been told you know, one way or the other, that they don't belong, or they need to do this, or they need to do that, right. and so we shouldn't do that to one another. Like we should allow each other to sort of. J- Jared, I wanted to just ask you because you said that you have experienced something similar at some point.
2: Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, I mean, it's also part of part of the, the work I do with the organization I founded, Jews and All Hughes, so um, and just like in general speaking to people and interacting and trying to build relationships with people around the country, um, you know, every once in a while, I, I meet somebody who's also mixed, possibly like a very, very close mix to myself. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, they either say, don't, don't identify as mixed, You have to identify as black or don't identify as black because of XYZ, and you mm-hmm. just have to identify as mixed so people can understand, you know. And some, sometimes it's um, wrapped up in this language of how to get your message out, right? And right. what I usually say to people is that, well, I have I have my set that that makes me that my mix that makes me, and. Um, I'll identify however I choose, whenever I choose, even though that I know uh, identity itself is a very fluid thing, especially if you have multiple heritages and multiple sure. identities and all that. So that's, that's a, very, it's a very fluid thing. So I could identify solely as a black man right now, and now I can identify solely as, a mixed person And you know Second by second Like minute by minute Day by day etc. You You know it, it, So I, I'll say to you directly Stephanie, That like You Have the right To identify However you identify In that moment Um And the fact That somebody Would want to take that away Who's also mixed I, I find that To be like Um I I find it, I find that very disheartening Um but it's also a part of the reality. Uh, the more that we put ourselves out there, um, the more the, there are going to be people who say, you can't be this because in my head, I'm this, so you have to also be this. It's like, listen, I can, I can right. be your, your buddy or whatever, but I, I can't be you. <laughs>
1: Look, you know, yeah.
2: if, if you're going to occupy this space and this space alone, I can come visit you. I can bring some muffins, whatever, but I can't live with you there <laughs> right now.
6: Well, okay. well, I'll visit. I'll visit.
3: But do so you I'm going to go. Think that it, do you think that I still people, think that um, people dependent upon how old someone is because, like, <sighs> Stephanie and I, who are a little – I don't, I don't know how old everyone is here, but being – Older, where I can remember when I was little, there wasn't even always another box. you were black or white, did you better not. Be um,
6: oh or i or there was the Hispanic box, not of black origin, and I would be mad because I'm like, but wait i, I where what am I supposed to do and and then I they just want you to check one.
5: Yeah, I remember one time specifically in class that um, I was very confused um, as to which box to check. And I asked specifically, like, in class, I raised my hand and I was, you know, telling them I... I I don't know what to check and I checked two boxes and she said no you need to check what your father is what race your father is and I was like thinking to myself is that is that true and like I looked around the room and nobody knew what even I was asking because you know nobody in my hometown really discussed race and I was probably one of the only mixed people but I thought that was very odd and just strange you know I will tell you that even
3: that's not standard. I mean, because I remember when my when I had my son, um, the hospital records checked that he was white. And I said, why are you saying that he's white? And they said, oh, this is a very old form, and it goes by the maternal grandmother. I said, he's obviously not white. You need to fix that. And they didn't want to change it. Right. Isn't that
1: bizarre?
6: Isn't that you know,
3: freaking bizarre? You
6: know that's what I terrible. find interesting? interesting. I find interesting is this is um, I took a look at um, well I, I tell people sometimes that um, mixed people um, in general, we kind of have it a little harder than someone that's just one race and in, in, in that you definitely know who that person is. You're white, you're black.
1: That's just,
6: you know, um, and a lot of it goes, um, everyone sees, Everyone differently and I Say that because I'll look at maybe a ticket I gotten right I had um, Two or three tickets over the years And and so I look and you know they have to put Your race down based on How they see you or Even if I've gone to the hospital And so I I pulled all of these out And it amazed me that Every one of them said something Different to one person I was black To one person I was Hispanic To one person I was white You know it, it. I guess it's just based on, um, wow. yeah. It was just it's really crazy. I was like, I never really paid attention to that, um, and it's kind of in the eye of the beholder, you know, just like they say, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Um, people from different bra- backgrounds that are exposed to different things um and different people some are more um culturally aware or aware of more races or nationalities and and stuff may see you as you know like i have a friend she says i see you as a light-skinned black woman and i have another friend that said you just look mexican to me
0: um yeah and and it was it's you know how they can do that you know it's just you never know i i mean i think we talked about this last time like you know, you get Puerto Rican, you get what? I mean, it's just across the board. I'm wondering I'm wondering if there's one that I haven't been picked up yet, probably some sort of, you know, Asian descent. But that's just probably about it. So I wanted to take a minute and try to take some calls. And since I'm on my own with the switchboard, I'm not able to screen them, so I'm letting you know if you're a troll. I'll have something <laughs> lovely to say to you. And I'll hang up on that. So here we go. <laughs> that's a nice welcome, isn't it? Oh my god <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. Hold on, we're trying to connect. Hey Carla, can you hear us?
4: Yes, is it me? Five, zero,
1: four.
4: Yeah, yeah that, so that's we... me. My name is my name is Martin. I'm calling from New Orleans. Oh, welcome and Mark. Have... Thanks for calling. Oh Wait, I didn't hear it. We just said
0: I said welcome.
4: Oh, thank you. Happy New Year. Also, Happy New Year.
0: Happy New um, Year to
4: you. <laughs> yeah. What I, what, I, what I wanted to ask is there seems to be a conflation of terms of mixed race and biracial to me seem to be two different terms. So let me give an example. I'm from New Orleans. I am a light-skinned black. In fact, the neighborhood I lived in that my family had been living in for a very long time, The typical black person looked like a white person or a Hispanic person. And a lot of the people today that are biracial that I come across, I'm I'm a teacher, so I I Mm -hmm. teach about 30, 30 minutes outside of New Orleans. Most of the biracial kids I come across do not even look as white as the black people in my neighborhood. So I'm wondering the, the use of the term mixed race. So, for example, Booker T. Washington, his father was white. Frederick Douglass, his father was white. So it, it seems as though the conversation to me is the terms have to be not biracial, a, a child, to father, a parent of two different races. But most people are classified as black in America, Qualify as mixed race Based on the genetics So it's the use of the terms Use of the terms I think uh, Have to be more precise I, uh, I have a cousin She's in her late 60s And she is writing a book And the title of her book Will be called That's the nigger there And the reason why Her book will be called that and when there was school desegregation in New Orleans, she was sent to a particular school, and all the white teachers wanted to know who was the nigger child at the school. They had to literally go up to her to point her out because she was indistinguishable from all the other white girls. And so New Orleans... We we have lots of black people who look like white people are Hispanics, but they're classified as black. And in, in, in our in our family home, we have pictures of our ancestors who were slaves who look like white people. So the term mixed and biracial, I think, need to be distinguished from each other. You can be a black person and still be mixed race, and you can be a biracial sure. person and choose. Choose your identity. And I think we have to be careful with the term. Mixed race does not necessarily mean biracial. And I'm hearing that. So I'm hearing a conflation of the terms. And that, that creates great confusion. Lena Horn was a black person. But obviously she was mixed race. Third right, March, right. was a black person. But obviously they were mixed race. They were not biracial. You see.
1: Mm-hmm. Their
4: right. parents. So I, I'm just offering a perspective on the use of the term mixed race and biracial. Now, if I meet a person whose that. parent was white and one parent was black, I would refer to them as a biracial person.
0: Right, I like it. I hear you. I hear, I hear you. I like that you're bringing that perspective to us. It makes me think of uh, when I do my workshops on on racism, and I always kind of start with an exercise asking people uh, to split up into groups and um, I I ask everybody to write down on a piece of paper their definition of racism, their definition of prejudice, their definition of uh, bias and then Mm. I ask the groups to sort of try to come to a consensus together and it's amazing how varied everyone's sort of definition can be and when you come into mm-hmm. a conversation especially about race and everybody's coming from a different page as far as how they define certain terms it can be very confusing mm-hmm. and and it, mm-hmm. the conversation does get muddy so I mean listening to you speak about that it certainly brings that experience up for me and, and it makes me think you know I hadn't thought of it in that perspective before and I and I and I think you have a very valid point, that um that we need to look at yeah so sure.
4: i mean uh, right right and and so it's it very important to uh to to use you know terms in a way that uh it, there's no confusion there uh you know an, uh, one person, a scholar i heard her say she she said that uh, a lot of biracial people today. Feel as if this is something new But you know you've had biracial Kids from day one You know right. And uh, right. during slavery In particular uh, You know Just the fact that you were of a, of, a, of a black person Qualified you to be non-white And I think right. that's the Categorization that needs to be Challenged uh, Why is white white Not Not, not why is why can black be broken up in all these categories? But why is it white is sacred to be to be classified as white is a sacred category?
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. You,
4: see, that's not touch. And if you notice, uh, uh, it, 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 it <laughs> is very logical because because white people are not going to allow themselves to be confused for so that can they can lose power. But it's the people under. The, and as far as Mexico, Mexico is dealing with its African. Population today. In fact, the Mexican government will allow a categorization on the census Afro Mexican because the black Mexicans who've been living there for centuries have been ignored.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: that's the politics. But that's the politics of mixed raceness. It ultimately seeks to do away with the least desirable part of the population. And mm-hmm. so the Mexican people are dealing with the fact that, hey, we have a black population, we have slavery here, but we only idealize the Indian and the European mixture.
0: Wow. And
4: so that's yeah. a big movement in Mexico now. The Afro-Mexicans are, have made a statement, and they will, with the next census in Mexico, they will have a, have a category for themselves within the Mexican population.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. And, you know, we look at countries like Brazil, which are so mixed and the darker the hue and the darker the, I mean, it really gets pretty convoluted how, but white is always the ultimate, the lighter, the, you know, untouchable, as you said. It's very interesting.
4: It's going to always, white is going to always equal power, wealth, and privilege within the context of the society. The other categories is to give each category a sense of prestige over the other, but below white nonetheless.
0: Well, you know, we are running out of time, and I think that's an excellent point to end our show with. Um, I want to thank you, Mark, for calling in. I really appreciate your thank you. perspective thank you. oh, thank very you. much. And um, to all the other callers that we didn't get to, I'm sorry. Um, please call us next time. We'll be on every first Sunday of the month at 6 p.m. Pacific and 9 Eastern. And I want to thank all of my panel for being here. I uh, totally appreciate you, and I'm very excited that we are continuing this discussion. So um, I will say goodbye to you, and thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Happy New Year, Happy, everyone. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks. Happy New Year. Bye. You too. Good night. Bye. And,
0: good, night. good night. And uh, that is going to be it for me. Uh, so this is Sevgi Fernandez with Together We Stand. We are a nonprofit organization that works to dismantle racism, discrimination, and police brutality nationwide through education, advocacy, and legislation. And I invite you to look us up on Facebook or Twitter at TWS Revolution, and you can find us on our website. TogetherWeStand.NationBuilder.com. We Uh, we are podcasting every Sunday at 6 p.m. Next week, we will be discussing issues in the black community in the United States. And I invite you to join us then, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. And until then, be safe.